Bonjour. Welcome to the Riviera. Uh, <laughs> we, we are here eating the baguette. Many other French food. Ben, could you name some <laughs> French food, please? R ratatouille. <laughs> Cigarettes. <laughs> A red wine that has oxidized. <laughs> Cheese oh. I found on my body somewhere. <laughs> it is delicious. Food is life. Oh. Truly, anyone can cook. <laughs> You simply combine the cigarette uh, with your wine, and you have transformed <laughs> them from a smokable uh, and a drink into a delicious dessert soup. Oh. It's that easy. Then I drink a single pint of cream. <laughs> I took the dirty oil from my moped, and I pour it into my coffee. It is delicious. Oh, oh, that is the Americano. <laughs> oh. Bonjour, Tio. Uh, bonjour. Uh, my English uh, not so good. I am, uh, how you say, a uh, horny little toad uh, who needs to be a stepped on. Am I saying this right? Oh, you're saying you are uh, le pervert? Or perhaps uh, like, a, like a little rat, but with... <laughs> With oh. his penis and balls out. Oh, oh we the rodent uh, pinal. <laughs> it is you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Très bien. <laughs> Très bien. Uh, I love to be here in France. Uh, party. <laughs> City of calm. It oh. is the uh, filthiest city in the world, and not just because of the quality of the streets. The people are disgusting. <laughs> the streets, they flow freely with urine, both sexual and otherwise. Uh. Oh. You really got to distinguish between sexual urine and <laughs> the rest of the urine. Anyone that's lived in Paris for more than five years can tell by sight. They don't even need the smell uh, to know the difference. <laughs> Shockingly, it's the color. <laughs> it <laughs> reflects you know. the light differently. <laughs> what if sexual urine? We were just talking about cum. It's just—it's weird. It's this what this stuff's white. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Buena Vista. <laughs> this is a Wasn't one of the biggest like, original uh, anatomical <laughs> mysteries. It all comes out of the same hole. <laughs> oh, maybe on your body. <laughs> the, the classic man's cloaca. <laughs> oh. a cloaca, and it's just for us guys. The broaca. <laughs> oh yes, that's it. <laughs> Sacre bleu. <laughs> Andrew, is there a reason that we're uh, lovingly setting the scene of France and its territories? Yes, we're. Here in France, uh, because it's my father's birthday, and we've taken him on a trip, uh, flagrantly breaking quarantine rules. On a river cruise. Uh, <laughs> we the were dirtiest paid, of cruises. <laughs> we were paid 600 euros each to fly on a plane. 
they can't get you on a plane these days, folks. They would love to. Would love to get you on a plane, but they can't. Uh, and we've brought my dad over here and said, Hey, dad, how would you like to have a flight on a plane? And he said, <laughs> Became French immediately on arriving in France. <laughs> That's Paris syndrome. That's what it does. He said, uh, uh, Fly to Paris? Aren't you afraid of catching a disease? And you said, uh, The coronavirus is over. And he said, What coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now, of course, we came here to talk about the story that has caught our imaginations. That the world's loves. imaginations, the I would world's say. world's imagination. I dare say this is the spiritual successor to the spinning ground. Oh, I immediately thought that. The moment I saw this story, I was just like... An image, a perfect image of the spinning granny entered my oh, mind. Oh, I thought you were talking about coronavirus in the abstract. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, the story's good, too. Oh. So we we all remember spinning <laughs> granny, right? So lady who got uh who got rescued, mm, by, rescued by, ish, rescued ish, <laughs> mildly rescued. Some would rescued. say the uh, punishment, the the rescue is worse than the other thing. The uh the cure can't be worse than the sprained ankle or whatever this old lady had. Uh, she got rescued by a chopper. Uh, they they picked her up and then the 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 rope that was going down to the stretcher that she was on it just all started spinning and it started going faster and faster and faster and faster. It frankly looked like a nightmare to me. It's and one then, of those videos where you're watching it and you're like, oh wow, I guess that is pretty bad. She's spinning pretty. F- oh, she's speeding. Oh, oh, it's going faster. Oh, 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 oh no. It's, uh, Just kind of speeding up the whole time. Do you think they're all aware? They go like, uh, do you think well, we can you stop that? Uh-huh. Lower her back onto the ground and hope that the, the friction of spinning in the dirt will slowly solve the problem. Yeah, then you just lift off again. Um, no, that's that's horrifying to me. I I do not like. I I feel like something happened to like my inner ear or something many years ago uh, because I do not care for spinning. Type things anymore. <laughs> List some examples of spinning type things for us. Uh, mainly shit that your kids want to do. Yeah, no, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Your it's... kids, your kids want to be spun around like an airplane. They want to go on a thing on a playground that spins kids, around. Kids in love to be forced to vomit. Oh, <laughs> they want to. Um, and they'll do they it on their own most of the time. I know. You go to your kids' school fate, and they've helpfully rented a teacup ride. Mm. Um, but yeah. but kids kids who are like four can't get on it themselves, and someone has to go on with them. Uh, and they're like, "Is your little child going to be all right on this ride?" And I'm like, "Them, probably." <laughs> and it goes for several minutes, and by the end of it, I'm just I'm eyes closed, going. Oh, it goes way it. too Fuck long, this. by the way. I put that out there that every oh. spinning ride could be cut down by a factor of four. Oh, absolutely. No, my kids were loving that shit and whipped around. And I went on I went on the little tiny kids one, crammed myself into a teacup, was on there for like fucking two minutes and came off going, just spitting on the ground in front of all the kids. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, so I sympathize with the spinning granny. I watched that shit and was like, wow, she's really, really going for it. You would probably get to that state uh, that is described by like um, elite gymnasts. Have you guys ever seen footage of like Simone Biles doing doing like floor routines? No. Uh, I'm waiting for Theo to uh, say, yes. haven't seen it. No, I have seen. 
have seen it. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's wild. She is absolutely incredible. She's um I read this I read this interesting long read about Simone Biles recently, um, which was a big explainer of the history of like scoring in gymnastics. So how they how they sort of do all of the scoring of routines. And it used to be a thing where it was like um like the ice skating thing of sort of here's a here's a maximum score you can reach based on the difficulty of the maneuvers you're you're trying to do and any mistakes that you do sort of just take away from that total. And then at some point, um, they changed the scoring to be like, well, theoretically, you could make the tricks more and more complicated and difficult to achieve and the score you can get would be higher and higher. So there's kind of no limit on how high you can score now. And so uh, Simone Biles started doing uh, tricks at like every... Every meeting, not not even the Olympic ones that like nobody in human history had ever done before, uh, and of course all the European countries got super racist about it. No oh, good. <laughs> yeah, they they immediately turned it into the um, into the, like oh all all this uh, high flying uh, gold chains and slam dunks. That's not how we do gymnastics. Oh no! They immediately turned it into that sort of thing. Isn't this exactly uh, so, what happened in figure skating that, like, one of the first women to do a triple axel was black and uh, everyone was just like... We don't fucking, like that one now. That trick's yeah. bad. That move, that move's yeah, bad they're now. like, oh, it's very coarse. It's very vulgar, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, oh, this, this, is, this is meant to be about grace, not yeah. about power. And it's the same thing every fucking time. So it's very funny to see, like, um, Eastern European gymnastics teams get really, really fucking burnt up over it. Um, but anyway, in the course of this thing, she's talking about what it's like when you're actually in the midst of doing, like, a full triple flip in the air with, like, several spins kind of thing. And she's like, oh, no, you have no idea uh, where you are, which way is up. You can't see anything. Uh, everything is just one gigantic blur the entire time. And I imagine that's what the spinning granny felt like. Now we had spinning granny. Now we have incredibly distressed granddad. <laughs> it's probably probably like outside of a war zone, the most stressed a granddad has ever been. Oh my god. I struggle to imagine a more distressing scenario. Now, before we get into granddad. this, before we get into this, we need to uh, make clear: we normally have a segment entitled "Plainly Speaking" for when we're talking about plain stuff, uh, but we also have another segment called "The Last Thing." This is the one thing we didn't want to happen for when uh, they really didn't want a thing to happen. Now, we have an issue here, which is that this clearly fits into both of these categories. Uh, Theo's helpfully fixed this problem for us. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of... This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Seamless, perfect. Seamless, yeah, beautiful. Simply both segments. This is the one thing we plainly didn't want to happen. <laughs> it's both at once, uh, but you're still paying the same price, which is zero dollars, so... Yeah, that's great value. Two, two for Incredible none. Incredible value. Okay. Two for none. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, so this is the tale of a 64-year-old French man who went on a company outing to an airbase. And um, 
he got surprised by the employees at his firm. Uh, they took him out there and then they revealed that they had organized one of those psycho joyrides in a Dassault Rafale B jet for him as a treat. A little treat. You guys love a treat. Ben, what's your idea of a treat? Um, uh, if I am like really high and George gives me a scalp massage. Mm. Oh, that is good. That is good. Theo, what, when I say, hey, would you like a treat? Mm. What kind um, of comes to mind? All of the things that uh, Tom York describes in the song, no surprises, <laughs> um, but unironically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, apparently what they thought uh, for this guy was that they would stick him in a jet used by the French Air Force, which has a maximum speed of about 1,400 kilometers per hour. Uh, which is about 870 miles per hour if you are uh, predisposed towards the stupid way of measuring things. So they were like, this will be a nice treat for this guy. It turns out he is absolutely terrified of flying, I guess. Mm -hmm. I suppose so. I mean, I don't even know if terrified of flying would necessarily come into this. I think terrified of going up in a fighter jet that's doing a training exercise is a different fear. Yeah, I think so. It's like um, you know how they they do those like hot laps in a in a V eight supercar or um, like like on TV shows sometimes they'll stick uh, Jeremy whatever the fuck his name is Clarkson from Top Gear in like a rally car, um, and the rally car goes around like un- unsealed dirt roads with trees on all sides at over a hundred kilometers an hour kind of thing sideways. Um, being perturbed by that doesn't mean you're scared of going in a car. It's a different thing. Mm, absolutely. It's kind of a different thing. So they took him out to the Saint-Dizier airbase in northeast <laughs> of France. saint Botoks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when he realized what was going on, he started to get very stressed out. Um, according to a, quote, fairly remarkable aviation accident report by a French government agency. I spent a good amount of time this afternoon just translating chunks of the report into English and every single one of them was a delight. Uh, truly astonishing stuff. Uh, had no previous military aviation experience and had never expressed any desire to fly in a fighter <laughs> jet, investigators discovered. So thanks to a watch that he was wearing that could measure his heart rate, I assume uh, I assume this would be like a, a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something would have recorded yeah. this. Yeah, kind of the French version where they put blackface on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Le Fitbit. Uh, so thanks to his watch, which measured his heart rate, investigators noticed that, quote, his heart was in full tachycardia before the flight. <sighs> oh. With a recorded heart rate ranging from 136 to 142 beats per minute. I assume, Theo, that this is exactly what happens to you uh, if you're at a cafe or whatever and you assume they've completely forgotten your order and you try to decide whether it's rude to remind them, but then whether it's embarrassing if they, you just stay there forever. That's about where your heart rate's at. All right, so I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about something else, but then the scenario that you were describing. Um, Ended up being legitimately stressful. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, am I, I going to be a prick? Or but then what if they just see me sitting there like a weird guy? Oh. It's then, it's safer to leave. Yeah, you just lay down and die. Yeah, sorry, I had a thing, a childbirth to go to or something. Okay. One of my most like intensely anxiety-inducing memories is being like 
I don't know, my mid twenties, maybe down in Melbourne uh, on a trip and like seeing like a nice cafe and being like, oh, I'll go there. That'll be cool. And then like trying to pull the door didn't work. Tried to turn the handle, couldn't seem to get it to work. And it was clearly like the cafe was open. It was full of people having their breakfast. And then everyone was just looking at me because I was just like jiggling the door. I got so embarrassed. I just turned and walked away. Oh, that's the pro move though. Oh, I've, it felt awful. I was like, I assume there's still 30 to 40 Melbourneites out there being like, remember that guy you who went, was visibly a Queenslander? You went full <laughs> mid-fail school for the gifted. <laughs> yep. <that's laughs> a deep cut. But you were not able to do the I think you should leave uh, door-tearing manoeuvre. I should have. In that moment, I should have just pushed through and been like, give just me fucking ammo toast, you cunts, I'm here. Didn't do it. My goodness. So those things sound kind of stressful. Um, but instead, this guy, uh, despite his heart attempting to tear through his ribs and the skin of his chest and escape his body, uh, went through with it anyway. Joining a three train, three plane training exercise, a three train planing exercise. Imagine that. <laughs> what would that look like? Uh, so there's three trains. Yeah. Uh, they all have some type of sharpened blade attached to the side of them, and you have to stand next to the edge of the track, very steadily holding a large piece of like <laughs> unfinished lumber. Yep. As they go past, and ideally you hold it still enough that it can shave. Uh, the lumber smooth, but it is only an exercise. You're not going to use that wood for anything. Ah, huh. well, there you go. That's certainly one of the meanings of the word plating. Yeah. Uh, so once the jet got two and a half thousand feet above ground, um, he immediately freaked the fuck out. I think it's safe to say he was already freaking out, right? Mm-hmm. He double double freaked. This is like uh, his his panic crested the wave. <laughs> He went into freak out plus. Fell fell off the edge of this wave into a big whirlpool of panic. Um, Absolutely. Lost grip on reality and reached out for a grip on something else. uh, And instead accidentally grabbed the ejector seat button and shot himself right the (laughs) fuck out of that plane. Not even like like halfway up in in the climb. Oh, and it, being the pilot, just huh. uh, hey, hey, you ready, buddy? Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> you just got a drooling. <laughs> it was, and it was probably in bad taste that the pilot wore is uh, if you can read this, the bitch fell off <laughs> shirt on that day. I so I assume, uh, apparently he didn't have his helmet on properly and immediately just flew off. Oh, god. It's the Very details cool. that really make this shine. Like, there's no reason for us to have had a readout of his heart rate or for the image of him just, like, helmetless, just staring Sc- around in abject terror. <laughs> screaming in the Screaming in seat. French. Oh! oh this is terrible! <laughs> I don't know if this one's got it in it, but I, I did see in a different report that at the time when he ejected, the plane was travelling 500 kilometres per hour. <sighs> Holy shit. He's just being, like, yeeted into the sky, like, full force of the air on him. Which is, like, like, a third of this thing's top speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's too fast. Oh, I, this, this is also a very good line for this report. So, he avoided injury uh, due to the, the, the chair having its own parachute, which is nice. 
Investigators concluded that the error was caused by an involuntary reflex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you. Prompted by stress. Oh. <sighs> The pilot was not ejected and managed to land the plane safely despite suffering some minor facial injuries during the ordeal. Um, so, the pilot had to land that jet mm-hmm. without cockpit glass on? Yeah, going f- 500 kilometers an hour. Which is f- insane. That seems so insane. Well, Arnold did it in True Lies. Huh. Yep. Although, that's kind of a false equivalence because it was a Harrier jump jet, so you could just come down vertically, you know? It was like a VTOL situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the glass was blown out of it, though, by the terrorist with his AK, you know, shot all the glass out. Uh, but then that guy got fired. Wink, wink, wink. I'm winking into my microphone. God, that's a good movie. This has been the True Lies recap yeah, section. Yeah, True Lies update. Oh, I just watched it again the other night and was like, damn, isn't it wild to think that the man who made this and Terminator 2 will never make a movie again for the rest of his life that is not about some fucking horny, blue environmentalist aliens. That is weird. It is. So, uh, I like that the French pilot uh, got minor facial injuries, I'm assuming from the glass blasting off and maybe hitting him. Um, But it did do it without decapitating him. So, these planes have one up on the old F-35. That's true. (laughs) Got that. I do like that. Uh, the, the the line where so this is the where I'm using the story here from CNN uh, instead of the one from the Guardian because this one put in a few bits of you know personal touches. They told the story with some flair. There's a bit here where they're like, fortunately, the man avoided serious injury, which to me is something I have definitely been guilty of in the past. When you're like, you have a story that's quite funny, where <laughs> someone ends up injured. And so instead of being like... A funny story about a hugely traumatic incident. Yeah, right. So you could say, like, we don't know what actually happened to him uh, based on what we've got here, but avoided serious injury means minor injuries definitely happened. Some They've just injury. not listed what they are. He might have broken a leg or something and they've just been like, well, that'll that'll ruin the flow of that. Uh, he landed directly on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> really jarred that thing. It's one of the few people that ever had his glands uh, burst out of his butthole. But uh, he's fine. He can still walk. In a stable condition. <laughs> oh, so are they saying the that he would have... So are they saying um, in this diagram, this helpful French diagram... Oh, yeah. Could you this describe... This is a wonderful diagram. This diagram uh, for the listener, uh, either of you. All right. All right. So we've got, the, we've got the plane and it shows the plane in a bunch of points along its path, uh, kind of um, with a with the Google Maps behind it. Um, at each point, it's got the uh, G-force that <laughs> Granddad would have been experiencing, uh, the highest of which is 3.7 Gs directly down into the seat. So that's a fun thing to think about. Um, the point where he ejected uh, is indicated with a little arrow uh, going to a bubble which says... <laughs> Ejection. 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 And just in case that's not clear, uh, uh-huh. at the bottom of the image, sort mm-hmm. of lining up with the points, they have a section which is avant ejection and après ejection. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and also I, the parts uh, upright ejection uh, are coloured red because that's the bad time for him. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. Or the worst time because all of this is the bad time for him. And but if like I, yeah, before the plane, very bad. Getting into the plane, very bad. The plane uh, getting out of the plane. The plane taxiing around on the runway just before it's going to take off. Imagine what his heart rate would have been then. Good God. I think the G's on the image really paint a picture, though, because the point where he ejects is the point where the plane goes from two G's, which is directly down in the seat, to uh, almost negative one G directly up. So if you imagine him just floating out of his seat because he hasn't been properly strapped down, his helmet kind of floating (sighs) off of his head, because uh, they didn't bother to strap that down either, uh, and him just like fucking, what do I, what am I grabbing onto? What's going to save my life here? Uh, and grabbing the wrong thing. Beautiful. Would uh, either of you like to have a crack at pronouncing uh, the name of the bureau from which that image was provided? Uh, okay, so this image comes courtesy of. Bureau Enquête Accident pour la Sécurité de l'Aéronautique d'État. Oh, that was beautiful. What a gift you have. Oh. So I, I had a little bit of a peruse of uh, the document, just taking things where I'm like, that kind of looks like an English word that I think is funny. Uh, my favorite sentence, Google translated, thank you, Google, uh, is in the subsection about social pressure put on the man, which explains how the incident happened. <laughs> Uh, where they say the social pressure of the company, represented by a significant number of colleagues present, in particular a former army army pilot from the base, prevented any refusal. He was peer pressured into it, and now that's a problem for the French military. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's um, it's funny. I'm trying to remember the, the context I was thinking about this in the other day, but... Just the just the whole thing with uh, different Asian cultures of the concept of face, you know, um, like uh, yeah, like, and the fact he he's got to rock up to work on Monday, I assume. Maybe <laughs> he probably depends how depends how long he's off. in hospital for, doesn't it? <laughs> that's that's right. But uh, but yeah, depending on depending on the culture of the place you're at, uh, if your boss says to you, "Hey, I'm going to keep buying you these." glasses of whiskey that you don't like and you have to drink them all and you're like guess i have to drink them all because i also have to just hang out with my boss after work in my own time who i don't really like that much uh you know it's it's a heck of a thing and also being dragged to work with like heaps of people being there we all did this for you it's all for you damien (laughs) and uh damien uh, but yeah. And and that there's a dude like is is the suggestion here a former army pilot from the base is is the suggestion that that person was the person who was running the 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 joyride thing I think that might or have been the that he's that someone who worked for the it. company yeah and is like I used to be a pilot he'll love this shit yeah because real it, man would this is not like a from what I can tell it's not like a fun thing you do where you go, oh, yeah, we'll just pay for him to go in a fighter jet. They, like, pulled some strings to do it. Like, the the demonstration itself is being investigated by the French military. There's also one... So the wording in the CNN story did not make this clear. When it says that the pilot was not also ejected, uh, what they didn't make clear is that the reason the pilot wasn't ejected 
uh, automatically where the other person ejected was because of a malfunction in the plane. Whoops. He was not meant to still be in the aircraft. So if this had all gone the way that it should have, well, he probably wouldn't have gotten the plane in the first place, but uh, the guy would have pulled the ejection handle, both of them would have gone out, and then a plane <laughs> that is worth, I assume, $20 billion would have crashed into the fucking French countryside, uh, which would have been fun. My goodness. That's wonderful, isn't it? Life truly is beautiful. <sighs> Life, a true mystery. <laughs> Sorry, there's one more detail here that I'm getting. The Guardian article is way better. I should have stuck with the Guardian. Uh, The air accident report published on the 6th of April found the man ejected himself when the two-seater, I'm not trying to pronounce that, uh, jet reached about 1,300 feet seconds after setting out from the air base. (laughs) 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 So he took off and he was just like, what? Peace. I'm out. I'm I'm head out. (laughs) Done. Oh, well, I guess that explains why this pixelated uh, bit of Google Maps they included for that diagram has the runway in it. He was, they were still above the runway. Still 500 kilometers an hour above the runway. (laughs) Just just grasping for anything in the cockpit and accidentally shooting yourself out. Because I think it's safe to say, as much as he clearly didn't want to be there and wasn't having a good time, he probably also really didn't enjoy being fired right out of that plane. No, I think probably at the time he was at a at, a, at an end to trying to work out what he hated more. <laughs> the plane Although or on his reflection, co-workers. it's probably the it's probably the ejection. I um, what do you reckon? The, like the aftermath of this is like it's a fun story. Like he comes back to work and he's like, "You guys," or he just never comes back to work. I think, I don't know, is somebody getting sued? Like, it's just hard to say. Mm, Very curious. I would like to follow up very much. Ah, France, the land of whimsy. But enough about that silly, silly shit. It's time to to talk about something serious. That's right. Science. (laughs) You guys love science? I fucking love science. fucking love science? Well, it's time for Science Watch. Use that stinger in a little while. Feels good. It's a good one. Hmm. So, um, or is this nature corner? Oh, I fucked it up. I uh, think this is actually- we should have should have done a hybrid theme. I'm running it back. Uh, well, hey, you can work this- on a hybrid theme if you want, Theo. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna re- retroactively make this a nature corner for two reasons. Number one, you gotta love playing that nature corner theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, this is a tale of a vet, uh, a vet who technically should probably be doing something with animals, but we will be talking about what he is doing instead. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. Don't want to rob our beautiful listeners of the Nature Corner theme. It's a great theme. So, this comes to us 
via university journalism website The Junction, or if we were still in French, Le Junction. <laughs> yeah, Ben, you want to weigh in on that? No, that sounded right. That sounded correct. <laughs> uh, so it was by USC student Liam Bland. Thank you, Liam, uh, for writing it so that we could read it and go, what? And just to be clear, this is uh, University of Sunshine Coast, not the University of Southern California. Oh, the, so the real USC. The real USC, the first one. I believe they did the other okay. one, like second. It's like a subsidiary. The other one's copying? Copying? Yeah. It's like Big Brother UK or... the No, Big Brother UK was the first one, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. The point is, Sunshine Coast. Now, first, uh, we really do have to give Liam some credit for the headline here, although it's very possible that that was an editor. Uh, who came up with the headline, Vets COVID-19 Cure Claims Put Down. Although, as, uh, <laughs> like, veterinary puns go, incredibly dark. Ve- well, it's a dark story. <laughs> That's true. Let's, uh, let's be real. So, just reading here from Liam's story, experts are skeptical. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a really polite way to, uh, to start this story. Experts are skeptical of claims made by a Coulomb vet who says he has created a cure and diagnosis for coronavirus. Now, Liam's written a great article, but I've got to take issue with the first sentence because uh, the vet is actually... Um, Maple Street Vet Clinic is in Karoi, which is where I used to go for my summer holidays. Huh. All the way down to Lake McDonald. Beautiful Lake McDonald. Uh, well, Liam, we're going to have to... Take it up with you after the show, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll let him know. (laughs) Maple Street Vet Clinic owner Dr. Gary Bright says he has developed a modified laser pointer that can identify if someone has COVID-19. My my initial reaction is, uh, no, he hasn't. (laughs) But (laughs) as we find out, uh, there's actually... Uh, a lot, a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of science, and if you fucking loved science, like this vet, which we does, do, mm-hmm. uh, you would know. Nothing so, makes me happier than seeing a uh, "I fucking love science" Facebook post that says, "It's so fucking win and epic that tardigrades exist." <laughs> you just, you really feel in that kind of post. Uh huh. So. Now, look, you may be saying to yourself, it's pretty impressive that a man has modified a laser pointer in order to analyze and treat coronavirus. Um, But how would you feel if I said not only did he do that, but he's also made an app that can treat coronavirus among other ailments. And this man's a veterinarian, just restating that for the record. Which I believe uh, means that he would normally be, I guess, um, sort of poking around uh, at the sort of midsection of a dog. Mm. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe checking out to see if a chicken has a broken wing. Some of that kind of thing, you know. One of my friends last night just took both of her rats to a vet (laughs) hospital. Uh, which, I mean, obviously, Sorry. it's not a lot of fun for her. It's very traumatizing because she loves her yeah. rats very much. But also, it's yeah. just not something that I had considered could happen. Her rats were having seizures. Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't think we've talked about this on the show. Uh, but, unfortunately, a 
uh, somebody's dog that was off its lead ran into our backyard the other day and killed uh, three of our four chickens. We now have one very lonely chicken sitting down there by herself. Uh, She just sits in in the little coop uh, and then sometimes she sits down on the ground. Uh, Not really doing much at the moment, poor little thing. So that was pretty upsetting. You know, they are they are our pets as well as um, little little egg makers. They're weird uh, little units. They're weird little units. Um, not the most productive layers in the world. Those girls, but we also had them because we liked them. Like to go down there and give them scraps and uh, you know give them a little cuddle, all that kind of thing. And so this dog got in. Um, I working from home, like anybody who can is doing at the moment. Um, I heard a big squawk from the chook pen and I looked out the window and there was a big fucking Samoyed in there in there like it had crashed through the fence and had one of the chickens in its mouth and I went and got up and sprinted out to the backyard and in the time it took me to get from my seat down to the chicken coop it had already killed that one and dropped it and bitten another one and shaken it around and was then like all the way into the chicken coop shoving its head into their box We've got the same model of coop as you, Theo. Hmm. Uh, so shoving its head into the little box where they're in snapping at them. So um, uh, I've been like, hey, hey, get out of there. Because um, I don't know if anybody's had this experience, but uh, I was like, huh, you've just killed several animals. I don't feel that great about reaching in and trying to grab you. A uh, sure. large dog, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dog just looked at me like, hi. Uh, so, you know, I managed to get it out of there and uh, whole thing, whole thing. But anyway, we took, uh, we took one of the chooks, uh, Eleanor took one of the, the small chooks down to the vet cause it was looking very, very poorly. Uh, she got it down there and it died very shortly afterwards at the vet. But while she was down there, I looked in the coop at the other two chickens and went, are you okay? And one of them was looking very wobbly. And I kind of picked it up and put it back down. It just fell over onto its side. Um, so it had like a broken leg or something. Uh, this dog had obviously bitten it through the door. And so I only got back. She hadn't taken a phone with her. Um, so when she got back, I like met her out the front and said, I think you got to take the other chicken down the vet. Rather than coming in and telling the girls that uh, two of the chickens are dead and then having to go <laughs> and deal with the third chicken. I was like, maybe go and deal with this one before you come back inside. So she took the other chicken down the vet and they said, um, we can do $1,000 worth of surgery on your chicken and it might live uh, or we can put it down. And Eleanor said, what's the nice thing to do for the chicken? And they said, we're not meant to tell you. Um, And she said, let's put this chicken down. And they put it down and they said, that's the nice thing to do. Um, Because they're not meant to tell you beforehand. You know what you should do? You should put your pet down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, nobody wants to. But I will say, I I really struggle with the whole thing of like, I got friends who, who spent like thousands of dollars on surgery for dogs and like chemo treatments and all this kind of stuff. And you don't know how it's going to go and what it's quality of life's going to be like and everything. And that's for a dog. That's for a dog that you spend all your time with and 
all that sort of stuff. So I guess when it's like, would you like to pay $1,000 to repair this $40 chicken? It's like, not really. No. It's a nice chicken. But uh, still a chicken, you know? I guess what I'm saying is I'm not taking my rats in for surgery. Sure. And you're certainly not taking them to this man. I'm not going to take them to Maple Street vet clinic owner, Dr. Gary Bright. Because <laughs> I don't know what he's like with, with animals. What I do know is that the man is a fucking genius when it comes to the human body. <laughs> and physics. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So, he says, forget he says of the tool that he has invented. Uh, again, this is a modified laser pointer. He says, I can send a signal of the coronavirus into a laser. Now, I'm not sure like how he's getting a signal of the coronavirus. He, I'm going to I'm going to lay it out for you Andrew. He absolutely is not. <laughs> okay. Well, you could say that Mr. Skeptic. Another you know. mystery solved. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says, "I can shine a laser at a person and tell whether that person has got the coronavirus." Dr. Bright said. Within about a five-second period of shining the laser on the patient, I can tell whether they've got the virus. Uh, now, he also, said, he also said that the laser pointer can even be pointed at just a picture of the patient, allowing a diagnosis to take place without them present, well, which I believe is convenient. known as a miracle of modern science. I can, uh, I can shine this laser at a fax that you have sent through and tell you. If this person has the virus. He says, I can shine a laser at a photograph of the person and get a diagnosis. If you go and see the physics of it, the physics of it, Theo. Mm-hmm. If you go and see the physics of it, yep. you'll if see. If I the, go and see the physics and, of it. I love yep. to see the physics. Hey, have you seen the physics of this? You should definitely go and see the physics of this. Oh, you haven't gone? Oh, you you simply you, must. You simply must. <laughs> When I'm uh, when I'm looking at like buying a new car, and they say here's the mileage, and I go, yeah, that's that's fine, but I want to see the physics of this. I'm gonna need to see the physics of this. Show me the physics of this bad boy. <clears throat> he says, if you go and see the physics of it, you'll see that the electromagnetic force works on an infinite distance, so it's not dependent on local distance. Hmm, that's true. Let's step through that. So, uh. Theo, at what point from an object does electromagnetic force stop acting on it? Where's the hard cutoff? Oh, well, that would be uh, infinity. Right. So, I guess that means if you take a photo of someone and point a laser pointer at them, you can tell they've got coronavirus. Well, I mean, it's effectively like pointing the, re- the laser pointer at me. Yeah. I mean, because it's of that It's an infinite thing, distance. It's the... Yeah. yeah. Because a photo is just <laughs> you from further Far away. away. Yeah. yeah. Yep, um, or like a smaller version of you. Yep, they've compressed uh, a sample of your atoms down into a photo, and then you just check the force with your laser pointer. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess you can you can have an infectious disease, and this guy can get a photo of you, and in the photo you have the infectious disease. And he can point his laser at it because you had the disease when the photo was taken. What happens if, um, say, what happens if you had coronavirus 
and then like you got cured or whatever, but in the photo you still had coronavirus. What would his what do you reckon his thing would do then? I think well, if you asked him that question, he'd tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> or what if you didn't have coronavirus uh, when the photo was taken, and then well, you got infected like three days later, but he shined the laser at the photo? Okay, well now you're just mi- misrepresenting what he's saying to make him sound ridiculous. Uh, hmm. He has actually covered this on his website because he's not, you know, the crackpot veterinarian thinking he's single-handedly cured a global pandemic in his basement with a laser pointer that you're depicting him as. <laughs> he's actually trying to scientifically test his results. So there's a subsection on his website uh, that I believe is just called the COVID-19 section where if you uh, if you get coronavirus, he wants you to be in his study. So on the day that you take the regular, the PCR test or whatever it is, the proper medical one, you take a photo of yourself, send it to him, and then in five days or whatever, when you get the results of the test, he'll sort of cross-check that with his results, and then that way he'll know whether his test is any good or not. So the photo has to be of you when you have it. This isn't some sort of magical Harry Potter photo. So I'm guessing guessing that you... um I'm guessing that you call him up and you say, oh, I got my test back. Yep. And mm-hmm. in that photo, I have the coronavirus. And he says, oh, that's what my test said too. Yep. Yes. Although it's through a web form that he's provided, but it's essentially correct. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the distance thing doesn't matter. You well, can... it's electromagnetic force is infinite. So, yeah. Which, we, which we've established, you know. <laughs> Um, so that's very cool. However, University of Sunshine Coast, that's the real USC mm-hmm. clinical trials center investigator, Dr. Susan Thackray is not so sure about Dr. Bright's claims. More like mm-hmm. Dr. Dim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank, thank you, Theo. <laughs> I do not feel that this is an accurate scientific assessment nor treatment of this disease, said the professional hater. <laughs> We are living in the midst of a pandemic and we need to seek out accurate scientific tests and results with solid research. Oh, and I suppose that those accurate scientific tests and results, the ones that she has. I think sample bias much. It sounds like uh, Dr. Thackeray is sick because jealousy is a disease. (laughs) Get well soon. (laughs) Get well soon, University of the Sunshine Coast Clinical Trial Center investigator Dr. Susan Thackeray. You jealous bitch. Dr. Bright said his app can cure coronavirus as well as numerous other physical and mental illnesses. I love it when they they just like loop a whole bunch of other ones in there. Like, "Ah, yeah. uh, And the rest. The rest. Uh, You got got some fucking shingles? Sort them right out. Blast them right out your dick. (laughs) Well, it's very... I feel like it's probably... It's probably a little harder these days to do what you used to be able to do, which was... Get your um, get your tonic, get your snake oil, and you could just say, "What ails you?" Real, and the person says, real like uh, my dick don't work. Real, real dirt through your fingers, sort of charlatanism. Yeah. getting back to the roots of it. That's right. That's right. What ails you? Oh, my dick don't work. Let me zap you with this bad boy. Uh, what ails you? Oh, I'm losing my hair. Well, bet you can't wait to listen to m- my app called. Sound files. It's a horrible name. It's so good. 
It's so good, especially because all of the sound files are hosted on an account called Sound Files on the website SoundCloud. It's so good because the app directs you to SoundCloud. So you like you get the app. You say I have this disease, and he goes, "Oh, check out my SoundCloud." <laughs> well, well, sorry, sorry. The first, the first thing is you pay thirty one dollars ninety nine for the app. Oh, on the iTunes Store at the moment, it is fifty bucks. Oh, I'm oh no. I'm on US. Oh, I've been redirected because I'm not signed into uh, Apple. Um, on the on the Android Store, uh, it is forty nine ninety nine, and I I will actually. Um, Put put a little uh, little guess here that the one on the iTunes store is actually misnamed because on the Google store it's called EM Balance and that's what he links to from the website. So I think they've fucked up that and everything else mm. about it. <laughs> um, a fun fact is if you look at it on the Android store, um, it gives you a handy install count, uh, which it claims is one plus. <laughs> so oh, him, no. he couldn't yeah. even convince his... Like, couldn't couldn't break that big two number. Couldn't get into plurals. <laughs> huh? oh, you doing two numbers yet? <laughs> no. Damn. No, still at one, but early days. He makes another sale, and he's like, "We're into double digits." Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm wondering, Theo, if uh, they've kind of fucked up because what what did you say it was called on the, the e- Android balance. store? This is the only thing they fucked up about the app, by the way. Everything, yeah, everything, else, else, works everything else works perfectly. <laughs> so, so <laughs> the app, I suspect, is called EM Balance, and he's taken all of the sound files for EM Balance and said, now I need to put these somewhere where I can put my sound files, and I'll put it here, and they'll say, what do you want to call this? And he calls it Sound Files. Uh, now, it can allegedly be used to treat depression. That's good. You want to treat yeah. that. Oh, I'm less depressed since hearing about it. Muscle pains. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Um, mm-hmm. Love to hear some sounds. Uh, herpes. Hey. <laughs> mm. And more. <laughs> now, what I like about this as a spread of things is that they are all wildly different. Uh, wildly different. Mm. Imagine the phone call will be like, "Hey, uh, hey, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's Bill. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we hooked up a little while ago." Um, got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> bad news. I have herpes. Uh, the good news uh, is that there's um, an app for I that. I got rid of them with some sounds of a helicopter uh, in a cave. Oh. Sorted them right out. Well, that's not what they are. Don't be childish. Uh, users select their illness from a preset list in the app and are then taken to a website where they can play a sound file some sound files play for only 30 seconds they'll have you back on your feet like that others for as long as 30 minutes that's probably like some kind of deep tissue treatment for your muscle pains you know that's probably the one for death if you uh, start (laughs) playing that and put it in headphones on a corpse uh the end of that half hour they will be back up and right into it um these sound files range from a faint white noise to a soft thumping bass sound. That sounds like a Nine Inch Nails Boom. Ghosts albums, am I right? <laughs> sure does. And we're getting those sounds for free now. <clears throat> you could be paying more, though. <laughs> but if, that, if that appeals to you, if paying more for something 
that is being hosted on a free website uh, sounds good to you, then get a hold of this app because Dr. Bright alleges that these noises are, quote, the recorded versions of the substances of the periodic table. Does that sound right to you, Theo? I'm, look, I mean, I didn't... I did the I did the electricity stuff. I didn't do chemistry, so this yeah, so this is probably you know true. Like, what do you reckon that can mean? Do you think maybe he's taken like the atomic weight and put that as like the frequency of a waveform or something? I'm going to go ahead and guess that it means nothing. Mm. Oh, yes, that's a good good theory. I reckon it's I reckon it's something really cool. Like he's um. Like he's uh, he's he's doing something really cool, like typing a word into like a text file, and opening the text file in something else, and getting like all of the, getting getting like all of the sort of ASCII or binary code or something like that, and then just pasting that into something else that generates a noise. I think it's something very smart like that, where he gets to say, "Yes, I put in the word." iron <laughs> and, and now and now there's a sound of that he claims that listening to the sound files can correct the quote energy imbalance of someone who is physically or mentally ill and helps them become healthy again now we're mocking the price of this but it does cost a lot less than 15,000 US dollars which is what you need to pay to have your energy imbalance corrected by uh, Dr. Pete Evans's, uh, it, oh, I can't remember the name of it. The, the, the Biocharger N- NG. Biocharger NG. Thank you. My God. Wipe that from my mind. <laughs> ben, can you read this next line for me? Because it's my favorite part of the thing. Uh, when asked if there were... <laughs> oh. When asked if there was medical research that supports the alleged science behind his inventions, Dr. Bride said, no, because <laughs> the only research... Is by me. Uh, this is go. my terminology. This is all my creation. He said, "With the current set of medical standards, I have not been able to validate it." <laughs> uh, you simply, you simply cannot peer review something if none of your peers have caught up to you yet. Well, they got to download the app first. Yeah, idiots, idiots, one and all, jealous haters like uh, Doctor Susan Thackray. You know, <laughs> Thackray. Always trying to get away. Always trying to bring me down. True progress. Uh, Doctor Bright said his app was temporarily removed from the Google Play Store for being classified as a scam by the tech giant, (laughs) but it has since been republished. Oh, thank God. Uh, Doctor Bright said he has reached out to health officials about using his inventions on the front lines against coronavirus, Mm. but his pleas have been ignored, which is frankly foolish. Yep. I'm. I'm. I'm, Yep. Yep, no, Dr. Bright, no, I hear you. Okay, no, I'm writing this down. Sound, <laughs> sound files. And, and I'll definitely download that after we're finished. Yep, no, all good. Yep, yep thanks, thanks. Yep, no, no, got to no, gotta go, got to go. But yep. I, I will, I will download that. You'll see it tick over from one to two. No. And you, you probably don't need to call about it again today. It's fine, we're good. Uh, I've received all of your calls about it today. Loved hearing from you, by the way. Uh. (laughs) Uh, He says he's been speaking to the state health minister and the federal health minister about this technology and nothing. 
Despite this, he said he was optimistic about the future of his inventions. Quote, I do believe that in the future, every single doctor and surgeon will be using my technology. Damn. When he says... So let's just look specifically at the, the terms he uses here, right? I've been speaking to the state health minister and the federal health minister. To me... Have not you? I have tried to contact or I have emailed. I've been speaking to, to me, implies a back and forth. So, well, I mean, what he's been doing is been talking to a photo of them <laughs> that he's printed out. <laughs> <laughs> that's effectively the same thing because of physics. He's, he's, strongly, he's strongly implying that he has been taking part in the great Australian tradition of getting on the blower and sorting it out. <laughs> well, he's been... Getting on the blower and not sorting it out, apparently, which he's quite upset about. He's been getting on the blower and demanding someone to allow him to sort it out, and they're not bloody letting him do it. And it's bullshit. Uh, sh- should we have a little um, little listen to one of the tracks and see, yeah, if, see if it can heal my herpes? Let's see. It's like soothing rainfall. Oh, that's nice. Ow. 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 It's removing my gallbladder. Ow. Getting a real lithium vibe. (laughs) Very, uh... Very soothing. Very rainfall in the jungle. Kind of vibes. Just download a rainfall in the jungle app. I and that will cure you. your cancer. Well, I I'd probably go to a medical healthcare professional first. Because yeah, you're a hater. <laughs> hater and a doubter, you know. Well, that uh, that goes for another. Let's see, eight minutes. I'm assuming. I mean. You can try and check this out for yourself if you have anything that felt like it was partly getting cured by listening to this. Um, so, you know, go and check it out if you if you would like to get that sorted out, whatever that might be. Oh, beautiful stuff. I, uh, I'm convinced. So I, had a, I think I'm into it now. I had a little bit of a poke around his website because, obviously, this is insane, but he's also a practicing vet that people, I imagine, regularly take their pets to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they offer all sorts of stuff. So their clinical examinations, uh, this is something they offer, clinical examinations, just like any other veterinary surgeon. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we add an energetic examination. Mm-hmm. The energetic so examination. Will mm-hmm. he be examining the aura of my pet? I believe that's what he does. Uh, the, the energetic examination looks at the... Now, bear in mind the three things I'm about to list uh, all start with a capital letter, the proper, uh, proper nouns. Beautiful. Body, mind, and soul of the pet. The okay. body and mind in the reflex freeze slash flight or fight reaction. The reflex is a repulsion. Illness is associated with the repulsion of something, and we discover what your pet is repelling to resolve the clinical dilemma. But then, uh, that, that's all, I mean, that, that's all well and good, but can you use a laser on a dog? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Theo. Uh, the very next sentence is, 
Our diagnosis involves using a laser that sends frequencies into the pet. Oh, okay. And that's uh, good to me. We are able to test anything. Physical, for example, viruses, bacteria, toxins, etc. Allergens, uh, food, contact and allergens. Immune system, APC, T-cell, ligands, PD-1, L1, CTLA-4, etc. Non-physical, for example, states of consciousness, for example, oh. fear. All illnesses are associated with a blockage of acupuncture channels in the body, mind, soul. Now, this uh, is one of... My chi! Ow! Now, the, the examinations are just one of the services they offer your pets. Let me give you this exhaustive list. Uh, clinical facilities, digital x-ray, ultrasound, in-house laboratory, dental suite, dedicated surgical theatre, piped oxygen generation, electrosurgery, cryosurgery, acupuncture, vibrational sound therapy, laser therapy, herbal medicine, dietary therapy, ozone therapy, IV nutraceuticals, and human acupuncture. So let me just... This, this was a vet? <laughs> just wanted to make sure... I love that apparently a vet is kind of like what what we used to do with doctors in the 1800s, where people just like made shit up and then did it. Are there no laws here? How is a? I just I guess maybe if he's got some form of I don't know. Do you need to be accredited to work as an acupuncturist? I, sh- I, I you must be. It just seems weird to be able to do both in the same building. Also, imagine how disappointed you'd be if you took your animal to like. This vet, <clears throat> if you took your cat in or something, it's like, oh, my cat's like fur's coming out in clumps. Can you do something? Uh, and it comes back half an hour later. So, well, look, we shot your cat with a laser, and turns out it's got ennui. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be four hundred thousand oh, dollars. Oh. It um, it is. We've a... got an app, by the way, for your cat. Yeah, well, it's a it's a perfect racket for now. I'll just say, Theo, I, I have no idea of the kind of um, socioeconomic status of the area that we're describing. Oh, uh, my, uh, my experience is uh, as a as a 11-year-old uh, is extremely yuppie. It's, okay, it's, because... It's in a place, though. It's near Umundi, which is like hinterland beach hippies. Like, there's a lot of... That's my, exactly what it is. Perfect, one of my perfect. ex-girlfriend's... Her mum runs a, like, crystal healing shop somewhere around there. Uh, that's that's very much the vibe. So, yeah, that says to me that this is a perfect racket to claim to have invented a device which is capable of both diagnosing and curing um, invisible things. So, somebody can bring their, their dog there and they can say, Ah... Your dog is uh, very distressed, very depressed, um, and also has, say, some kind of blood condition. But thankfully, I can shoot the same laser at them. Uh, that will sort all of that out, and I can just run you up a nice bill. And then if you're a huge idiot, which you have to be if you're taking your animal to this guy, you say, oh, thank God. Thank God you have... You've averted a crisis. You and your sonic healing tool really did it. My sonic healing tool that is based on physics. I love physics. Just love physics. Can't get enough of it. 
Do you guys want to hear some physics? Yeah, hit me. Oh, I'd love to. So I was Take very excited to find uh, on their site, which is not just him, by the way. There's another practitioner there. So uh, it's kind of like, it reminds me a lot of that, um, the QAnon psychiatrist we talked about. Oh, yeah. Oh. You remember that guy? Sure. He had the Using blog his on website's there. blog. But, yeah. And there's a blog on this one as well with one post, which is very, very mind-rending. It's, <laughs> it's not, a good, not a good post to read. Uh, but I was very excited uh, to find on the menu bar a drop-down for physics. I thought, oh, well, I'm a bit, of a bit of a dabbler. I interact with physics from time to time. Uh, so let's hear what he has to say. Um, so most healthcare systems study disease, but the principal difference of the work of Dr. Car- Gary is that he studies health. Oh, didn't think health. about that one, did you? Mm. Mm. So if you focus on health, then that's what you replicate. So, uh, however, to understand health, and I am just struggling through some of the grammar here as well, uh, you have to also understand the disease process. Uh, the body is a complex system that has taken millennia of evolution to create. So true. Sure, that's true. Um, evolutionary, we're all very similar. E.g. a worm is very similar to a human being. That is so true. I'm constantly eyelessly um, chewing up mouthfuls of dirt and shitting it out the other well, end Well, I of my think body. what he's getting at is the same laser. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All you've got uh, is the one laser. <laughs> the commonality lies in <laughs> physics. Uh, you can see the physics in nature. If you study physics, uh, you see the simplicity instead of the complexity. And I get the impression that he studies uh, physics. Um, so he goes in, he uh, makes So I also whole... get the sense that he uh, he enjoys seeing the simple version of anything oh, rather this... than... <laughs> as soon as it's complex, he's like, nah, my laser, sort that out. This oh. guy absolutely watched uh, the formative experience that has led him down this path is uh, watching the movie uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? He has based his entire worldview on that. Uh, if you if you read if you want to read the article, it's it's time cube level um, oh, batshitness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, he he goes on to say that like some forces exist in nature and some uh, do not. Uh, so if we look at health and disease in this force, health is attraction and disease is repulsion. Um, diagnosis of this repulsion, and this is where he gets into the validation of his um, uh, COVID-19 test, <laughs> has been performed using the laser RAC pulse, which I'm not familiar with, but uh, it is a subjective test. It's a very simple test anyone can do as long as they take their consciousness from the thinking state to the feeling state. Yeah, buddy, we all smoke weed. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, not everyone is willing to feel then. I would like to walk back the thing that I just said. Um, so, apparently, he has made a magnetic sensor uh, that he has created to detect biomagnetic fields uh, through years of uh, countless experiments to make this discovery. But no one's listening. No one wants to hear it. It's just well, too many I mean, physics. I, this doesn't sound. I mean, unless, by any chance, does can his magnetic sensor measure biomagnetic fields in the nano Tesla to pico Tesla range? Oh well, I mean, I don't know why you'd be looking anywhere else. Well, I mean, if if it does that, I might be on board. Um. Well, 
fortunately, uh, the problem has been having access to a magnetic sensor that can measure the biomagnetic fields in the nano Tesla to Pico Tesla range. Oh, I... Uh, I have created such a device. Oh, uh, and oh now for God. the first time, uh, we now have scientific objective measurements of the repulsion of substances. This dude is just out there. He's just out there. He's out there living life, making stuff happen, producing lasers that do things. That's capital D, capital T. The lasers, they do things. Oh, what a cool guy. And I'm assuming that uh, he will continue to thrive in the medical community and will not be recognized in his time. Much like Da Vinci. Uh, which was made clear to us in the film Hudson Hawk. Uh, You won't be attending that hat convention in July. God, that's a good movie. No, it's not. (laughs) No, No, it's not. really not. (laughs) It's really not. Um, Something in my brain, I don't know if it's just the era, but something in my brain wants to put like um, Hudson Hawk and Last Action Hero in the same kind of boat. Very similar era. tone, I think. Tone. um, Yeah, very kind of jokey... Uh, wacky fourth wally tone except the last action hero is good yeah that is probably the biggest difference between them it's the main one um, less singing in last action hero too we were we were so horny for Andy McDowell in the 90s I'm still a beautiful woman I respect and cherish that woman follow her on Twitter because she is like the only thing she posts is really weird like feel good boomer memes uh yes. yeah, she's yeah. Check her out if you want some good cringe vibes from Andy McDowell. I've been um I feel like the coronavirus lockdown, which will hopefully be cured by Dr. Gary's laser very soon. Uh it's been making me watch a lot of watch a lot of early nineties movies. It's making me watch like The Fugitive and shit. Oh Fugitive's good. It's a great good movie. movie. Good movie, you know? Oh, I've been watching some treats. Uh, I did also watch the 2003 movie, The Hunted, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. Uh, kind of a weird one. Hmm. It's They're basically just trying to do First Blood. Kind of like The Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones was just in that role for a while after that. But apparently in the 2003 movie, The Hunted, uh, a, I'm guessing, 50-something-year-old Tommy Lee Jones... Uh, can run faster than a car that Benicio Del Toro is gunning down the road. Uh, he can also run faster than a moving train. Uh, there's a lot of things he can run faster than in that movie. Uh, he can run faster than Benicio Del Toro on a bike, like just a push bike. A lot of stuff. This has been 2003 film The Hunted Update. Uh, thank you so much. And that's a perfect note to end on, really. Although, if we are to circle back around to True Lies, I will say, when we were watching that the other night, uh, we got to the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis was like, oh no, I have to be horny now. I have to be horny and dance for this uh, arms dealer, or whatever she thinks Arnold's doing at the time. And she tears off all this shit and gets all sexy. And um, I said to wife of the show, my wife Elna, Price of ra- Price is Right rules, closest without going over. How old do you think she was when they shot this? And um, my wife is like, 48. 
and well, <laughs> something right up there. And uh, and I went and looked, and Jamie Lee Curtis was younger than I am now when oh. she shot that. <laughs> and I went, oh no, old people can be sexy. She was like thirty six when she shot that movie. And I went, ah. okay. I guess that's what happens when you uh, watch a movie where a couple is meant to be like uh, mature adults for the first time when you are a child and then you just keep watching that movie as you get older. That's it, folks. Uh, I would like to actually, uh, if I could, uh, issue a correction of the show for something I said earlier. Oh, fuck. Uh, It it wasn't that she was the first woman to do a triple axel. It was about her having done a backflip and landing on a single skate at the Olympics. And there's a really good Radio Lab episode about it called On the Edge. Uh, Listen to it. It's super interesting. They didn't actually tell us the name of the skater or anything. No, because it's a French name and I I don't even want to have a crack at trying to pronounce it. Um, Oh, has there been a shortage of us (laughs) making fun of French French accents, pronunciation and such today? I just, it would, I'm not even going to try. Just, uh, if you do listen to the episode, they do do that thing that they always do at the end where they sort of try on both sides a little, but the first 90% of it, fantastic, on the edge, listen to it. There you go. Theo, uh, anything of somebody else's that you want to plug? <laughs> we got True Lies. We've got a radio. Uh, yeah, abs- podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Check out the movie Goon. I enjoyed watching that this morning. It's so good. That is a good. While movie. I was working, that's a good movie. Is just a wonderful performance from Sean William Scott. He's such a lovable goof in, in it, and it happens movie. to also just destroy a whole bunch of people. Oh, the violence and, uh, in it is done with like. It like better a than a lot of action movies in terms of just how visceral every hit feels. It's brutal. It's a lot of teeth coming out. Mm. Uh, a lot of Canadians. Also, a good good sports movie that doesn't require you to have any knowledge or interest in the sport itself. No, because it is ninety percent fighting. Oh, beautiful movie. I still haven't watched the. Uh, I still haven't watched the sequel. They made a sequel with they all did. the same people. Hmm. Which I believe was was well received. Actually, uh, speaking of Goon, also listen to the Radio Radio Lab episode, The Punchline, which is about a uh, a hockey goon, a an enforcer, who, as a joke, got voted into an All Stars team, and then it's just a really fucking incredible, like laugh, cry, amazing story that I will tell everyone about until I'm fucking dead. Uh, It's it's really amazing. Wonderful. I think that's it. I think we're officially out of things to tell you to listen to that aren't this show. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for now. We'll tell you more things to listen to that aren't this show in the future, but uh, right. that, we'll that's all you're getting. This week's Crime Pass. Uh, for one week, it is legal to be French. <laughs> but not and not for a day more. Not for a day more. Not for a minute uh, more. Bonsoir. You, you should also do <laughs> any, any kind of fraudulent medical malpractice <laughs> that you can get away with. Uh, just knock yourself out. Say wow. you invented sound waves that cure AIDS, you know. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> it's fine. Trebuchet a dog. Trebuchet a dog. Say, ah, we're trying to use gravity to loosen some of your dog's distress. Gravity uh, affects illnesses faster than it does the dog itself. So if you put it in the trebuchet, the illnesses will lag behind. Hi, everybody. See you next week.